Exodus chapter 16, starting in verse 2. We're going to read verses 2 through 7, and then we're going to jump down and read verses 11 and 12, okay? should be plenty big for you to see on the screen now this morning. It says this. It says, The entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. When we sat by pots of meat and ate all the bread we wanted. Sounded like some people that weren't on a fast. (laughs) Instead, you brought us into this wilderness to make this whole assembly die of hunger. All right. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is good right here. I am going to rain bread from heaven for you. Come on, say for me. Hallelujah. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This way, I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much, hallelujah, as they gather on the other days. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, by the time we end this fast, it's going to be twice the glory. Come on, twice the things. Hallelujah. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, this is starting in verse 11. This evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning, you will see the Lord's glory. Everybody shout glory. Glory. Because he has heard your complaints about him. For who are we that you complain about us? The Lord spoke to Moses. I have heard the complaints of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight, you will eat meat. And in the morning, you will eat bread until you are full. Woo! Then you will know that I am Yahweh, your God. Hallelujah. Okay, if you're taking notes this morning, this will be a part two to last week. So the significant year part two. The significant year part two. Okay. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you, Father, for teaching us something this morning. Lord, we receive your word and we take it by faith, Lord. And we just thank you, God, Lord, that you're you're working things. Just like as we've just read with the Israelites. Oh, you're giving us everything that we need and some. Hallelujah. That it's it's a significant portion, a significant amount. It's all that we need and more. So this is our year for significant wealth, health, and glory, but we're not going to have just a little bit of it. We're going to be so full of wealth. Hallelujah. We're going to be so full of health and so full of the glory of God. And we just thank you, Lord, for it. We receive it now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So last week, I taught you about three things the Lord was going to do in 2024 in significant ways, okay? The first thing that I told you about was that he was moving you forward, okay? He's moving us as a church forward, okay? So, so listen to me. There is, a reason, there is no reason in 2024 that you should get stuck. There's no reason in 2024 that you should be clinging on to what happened in your yesterdays, Okay? What happened in your past? What happened in former days? We are not going to get stuck. Everybody got that? Okay, because, you know, what happens is a situation arises or we go through something and we feel like we're stuck in it. Has anybody ever felt that way? I mean, come on. We've all felt that way. You feel like you're just stuck. Okay, well, we ain't going to experience that this year. Okay, let the let the battle come. Let the situation arise, all right? But we are a people that we're not going to stay in that, okay? We're going to get on the other side of it, hallelujah, and we will not be stuck in anything that happens in our yesterdays, amen? Uh, What God is doing in the earth right now, remember, I told you, it's going to require your full attention. It's going to require everything of you, okay? It's going to require you to make Maybe some health adjustments, as I started talking about last week, okay? It's going to require your full attention. But also, listen, what the Lord wants to do in the earth right now is going to require your full potential. 
it's going to require your full potential. Okay? Now, you have more to offer than what you even know. Did you know that? You have way more to offer than what you even know. Your potential, honestly, is limitless. Limitless. You may say, well, I really don't have much, or you know, I'm just this, or I'm just that, or you know, whatever. Okay. You know, excuses, 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 you know. But no, for real, you have so much potential. And in this year of significance, this significant year, God needs your full potential. He don't need part of you or half of what you can offer or half of what he can pull out of you. He needs the fullest, amen? He needs all of you. But here's the deal. You cannot move forward if you're still tied to what's behind you. He wants, to, he wants your full attention. He wants your full uh, potential. But if you are still tied by a rope to what's behind you, he's not going to get that from you. Okay, so if there's anything, if there's anything that you are tied to, you need this year right now, before you even get too far into the year, you need to cut the rope. Okay, at some point after a baby is born, the umbilical cord gets cut. The umbilical cord is significant because that's how the baby eats in the womb. That's how the baby receives its nutrition in the womb, through the umbilical cord. At some point, the umbilical cord has to be cut so the baby can learn how to eat for themselves. What's amazing is, as soon as the baby comes out of the womb and the umbilical cord is cut, you lay any baby on a mother's chest and what happens? It knows how to eat. It's an immediate response. Okay, and so this year we have got to cut the umbilical cord that's holding us to what's behind us, our past, our past mistakes, all that. And we have got to learn how to fully depend on God. Hallelujah. Come on. And he needs us to step out and quit attaching ourselves to what's behind us. Praise the Lord. So I told you last week that your future is not connected to you. Stand in still. Your future is connected to you moving forward. You have if you're gonna go if you're gonna go to what God has for you, you gotta move forward. But you can't be tied to what's behind you. Okay, it, it, that's just the that's just the way that this works. It, it's it's simple, but but we 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 don't catch it sometimes. And if if you feel like there's a you know there's a tug there that's pulling you back a little bit, you say, okay, Lord, help me now i got to get rid of this, okay? And, and he will, all right? Because, you see, God wants to move you into significant wealth. God wants to move you in, into significant health, and he obviously wants to move us into some significant glory, okay? Praise the Lord. And, and in 2024, God is saying to us, just like he said to Moses last week when we read about in Exodus chapter 14, I have given you everything that you already need, all right? It's already in your hands. Say, it's in my hands. Okay, it's already in your hands, all right? God says to Moses, pick up your staff and stretch out your hand. Remember, we talked about that last week. Pick up your staff, Moses, stretch out your hand, right? He does that. The, the waters split, right? They cross, go across. They look back. The water swells up the, uh, the Egyptian army, all right? God has given you exactly what you need to have victory. It's already in your hands. The victory that you need for 2024 is already given to you. It's already there. You're not saying, God, I need this victory. God, give me the victory. Please, God, I'm desperate. He's saying, no, I already gave you the victory. It's in your hands, okay? Claim it, have it, receive it, walk with it, put it into action, amen? Put some faith behind it. Praise the Lord. And uh, so I just want to say this morning that uh, today you already possess everything you need for total victory. Okay? And you make that personal. I already possess everything I need for total victory. Okay, It's significant victory. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's a significant victory. And, and so last week then, I, I told you that the other thing that God was going to do is he's going to get rid of some things for good. All right? Praise the Lord. 
get rid of some things for good in 2024, all right? So many times we try to get rid of things and then it just circles back around or whatever it may be. He says, this year I'm getting rid of things for good. It's done and it's over with, all right? Now this is significant because for far too long, uh, you may have felt like you couldn't let go, all right? Now, one thing, many things, whatever, I don't know what that looks like for everybody, but a lot of times we feel like we can't let go. But God is putting the power that you need behind you that will make you have that victory, okay? And it's a victory that's going to allow you to have your full potential, okay, your full attention, hallelujah, and you're not going to be concerned about what you can't let go of. It's just going to happen. You're not letting go of it. God is removing it for you. Come on, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. So the days of being held by your mistakes, the days of, of being held about things that has happened to you, you know, you name it, God says those days are over. Those days are over, all right? It's not a part of your DNA any longer. Hallelujah. Say it's gone. Hallelujah, it's gone. And, and I'll say this. God is swallowing up everything in the Red Sea that tried to drown you. God is swallowing up everything in the Red Sea that has tried to drown you. All right? And, and it's happening. This is, this is it. This is the time. Amen? It's, it's, we're, we're, it's taking place, and it's happening, and it's going to happen quickly. And remember, I said this last week. What looked like death to Israel was actually Egypt's defeat. Okay? What looks like death to you is not death. It's the defeat of the enemy and your enemies. Come on. It is. All right. And we're going to see it in more ways than one. Hallelujah. Now, we're not, I'm not saying that we're wishing death upon our enemies. Okay. I'm saying there's defeat coming their way in the way that you thought you were going to be defeated. Everybody got that? And this is a big thing. It's a big deal. That's why it's so significant. All right. I want you to shout out loud. This is my significant year. This is my significant year. It is. This is your significant year. So in Exodus chapter 14, the Israelites make it on the other side of the Red Sea. Okay, we read about it. You know, we got to that point last week. But now in Exodus chapter 16, they're well on the other side of the sea. They've gotten past this whole thing. They've celebrated and rejoiced. Yay, the, Israel, the Egyptian army is defeated. Hallelujah. Pharaoh is done and over with. But then they start complaining. Now, in, in, in Exodus 14, they're complaining about Pharaoh and the Egyptian army. God takes care of that for them. And then two chapters later, they start complaining again. As if they haven't already learned that God is going to take care of their situation. If he did it for them once, he's going to do it for them again. But there was some time between Exodus chapter 14 and Exodus chapter 16. They forgot that God could come through for them again. Has anybody been there before where there's been a little bit of time that God came through for you since the last time? And you really are questioning, is God going to come through for me this time again? Let me just help you this morning. You better believe it. You better believe it, buddy. He's going to do it for you again. Hallelujah. Amen. And so in Exodus chapter 16, they're complaining. Why are they complaining? They're complaining because they're hungry. Today, in our terms, we would say they're hangry. They're somewhere between being hungry and being real mad, and so they're hangry, okay? They are hangry, but listen, they're not hangry at each other. And quite frankly, they forget God again, so they're not, ang they're not hangry at God. They turn their attention to the leaders. Whee! And they're hangry at Moses and Aaron. And they tell them, if y'all wouldn't have taken us out of Egypt, We'd be sitting with pots of meat right now all around us and plenty of bread, right? Now, you know, God's not off in the distant, you know, distance not being able to catch what they're saying. God hears everything that we say, right? Yeah. And so God's listening to this conversation that the, that the grumbling Israelites are having with Moses and Aaron. And they're saying, we had pots of meat, and we had bread, and we had all that we, you know, we wanted, right? It was more than enough. God says, okay, that's funny. If that's what they want now, 
then I'm going to speak to Moses and I'm going to tell him to tell the people that I'm going to give them everything that they need. What happens? God gives them exactly what they had in Egypt. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and not only that, he says, but I'm going to give you so much that you are going to be so full. In other words, you're going to complain about how full you are. <laughs> okay? You're complaining about how hungry you are. I'm going to make you eat so much food that you're going to have so much that you're going to be miserable. Okay? In a good way. But you're going to be miserable, right? And so that's what God does, right? And, and, and you know, really in, in verse 12, when, when you really, you know, try to figure out what God is trying to do here and what he says to them, what God is really saying is, I've heard your complaints so I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you how glorious of a God I am. And I'm going to make you eat until you're full. That's what the word of God says. We just read it in verse, in verse 12, Exodus 16, verse 12. All right. And so for us in 2024, for us in this significant year, he's saying, I'm not going to just give you. It's not up there. Sorry. I'm not going to just give you some wealth. I'm not going to give you some health and some glory. You're going to have so much of it that you're going to be sitting back. What do I do with all of this wealth? The Israelites said, what are we going to do with all of this extra food? All right. You're going to be saying the same thing. What am I going to do with all of this wealth? What am I going to do with all of my health? I am doing so good. What am I going to do with all of this glory? God, there's so much glory I can't even stand. And that's exactly what he's doing for us in 2024. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Come on, isn't this good, church? This is, this is so good. This is so good. Because in many ways, you may have felt hungry in 2023. In many ways, you may have felt hungry in 2023, but in 2024, God says you have all the wealth, you have all the health, and you have all the glory, and it's going to fill you up until you are so full. Woo! Amen? Isn't that good? So, if you're taking notes this morning, we're going to start getting into some of this now. All right, so these are the three significant benefits that are coming to you in 2024, and the first one that we've been talking about, wealth, okay? Now, again, starting next week, we're going to dive more specifically. It'll be a whole sermon on this. Um, so I'm going to lay the foundation for wealth today and the foundation for health and the foundation for glory, okay? Uh, but then starting next week, we're going to get more in-depth with all of it, all right? So this is a benefit of the significant year of the Lord that He is doing for you. And the first one is in the area of wealth, okay? Now, when we start talking about wealth, when we start talking about money, when we start talking about finances, church people get weird. Outside of the church, people get real upset, okay? There, people don't like God's people to be blessed. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I mean, they just don't like God's people being. And when we talk about how blessed we are, it's just like one of those, you must be a believer. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay? And you can partake in this same wealth as well if you just accept the Lord as Jesus Christ and, you know, accept Him in your life. Hallelujah. All that stuff. But, you know, people don't like it. Now, in church, you know, you get people that will receive this. They'll, they'll really claim it. They'll start praying on it, believing for it, stepping out in faith, doing all of the things. And then the person next to them will not experience an ounce of wealth. And so they cross their arms. And we get weird about it. Okay? We get weird about it. Okay? Now, that's what we don't want to happen. Okay? <laughs> and, and I'm not saying... I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that God is making this room full of millionaires. Now, if he does it, whoo, praise the Lord. All right. Hallelujah. Okay. And like I said last week, start with me, Lord. Okay. <laughs> you know, and if I ain't first, at least have me second on the list. You know, something. Okay. Um, top five. You know, I don't know. But, you know, he, I'm not saying God is is all of a sudden going to fill your bank account so full of money. When we talk about wealth, it's more than money. Does everybody understand that? 
Okay, when, when, when people hear the word wealth, they automatically assume that it's just about money, okay? It's not just about that, although that's where I'm spending, our, I'm really targeting, okay, in this area of wealth is about money, yes, but you need to know that it's beyond money, okay? You can live a wealthy life and have hardly anything in your bank account. Did you know that? Okay, so everybody understands that, and that's what I want to make sure that we all got, okay? But let me just say it this way. Your finances and your resources, your finances and your resources are going to another level in 2024. God is putting his significant power behind your finances and behind your resources, okay? All right. Now, resources mean a lot of things. Finances, we pretty much understand what that is. Resources is a wide variety of things. Okay. All right. And, and God, God is going to absolutely do it for you in 2024. Okay. Listen, church, you'll never lack again. Amen. You will never lack again. And, and I really, really, really believe that. I'm preaching to myself as well. Okay. And all those that will listen on the podcast, and by the way, let me just say this. I meant to say it earlier. This is a wonderful thing. We have had now over 115 downloads to our podcast, okay, in the short amount of time that we've had our podcast, okay? Well, that's that's the Lord. The hand of the Lord's on it, and it's all over the country, okay? It's, it's geographically all over the country. We even got people listening to the podcast in the UK and other places around the world, okay? So, so God, is, God is putting his significance behind this church, amen? And he's magnifying our voice. And we said that. We said that when we got to this place that God was going to put, remember, that word came forth, that God was going to put a megaphone to the voice of Church of the City. Okay, and it's happening, and we're already seeing it taking place. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, we love you. We may never meet you, but you're blessed, amen, and you're part of the family. Hallelujah. Um, so, <clears throat> but you're never going to lack again. You really aren't, okay? And, and you'll never know struggle in the area of your finances and resources ever again. I I'm, I'm really believe that. Okay, you say, oh, Pastor, that just sounds great, but that's not going to happen. No, it's going to happen. Now, if you don't think it's going to happen, then that's fine. Again, you don't have to be a participator of it. You don't have to receive it for yourself. But, again, as for me in my house, as for me in this church, we're going to have it. Okay? We're going to take it because it's time. It's time. Each and every one of us in this room, and probably many under the sound of my voice on the podcast, we have, we have struggled there have been many times of struggle. I'm not saying it's a constant struggle, but there have been many times of struggle. Those days have to be over. They have to be over for God's people. Hallelujah. Amen. You're never going to have lack and you're never going to struggle. This is your year for complete and whole wealth increase. This, you make it personal. This is my year for complete and whole wealth increase. There is an increase coming to the area of my wealth. Amen? In my household, there is an increase coming that is making its way to my finances and to my resources. Okay? Hallelujah. All right? You're not going to scratch your head and say, how am I going to pay this bill? That's never going to happen again. Come on. You believe that. You receive that. Okay? Those things are not going to take place again. All right? Now, this, this rang so true and became so true to me. Now, now, this may sound so simple and silly, but when we're, when we're talking about this, and I'm, you know, I'm, the Lord gives me the word for this year, what happens? What attack comes? My bank card gets stolen. My bank information, all right? And, and they start buying stuff at DFW Airport with my debit card, okay? Now, because the enemy doesn't want us to walk in the increase of wealth. So, okay, thank you, Lord. We received this word for the year. The enemy says, uh-uh, no, 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 let me have your bank card and let me give it to somebody else. Okay? He tries to attack in the way that he knows God is doing something. 
Okay? So you've been attacked in your finances in different ways or in your resources in different ways. Why? Because he knows that you're about to receive this thing, and he's, gonna, he tried, he's tried everything in all of 2023, and in recent days he has tried everything to try to steal away your wealth. How many times was y'all's bank, banks, uh, you know, whatever, this past year? More times than I can count on my hand. Why was the enemy messing with your money, your finances, and your resources? Because he knew God was about to blow it up in 2024. It's happening, okay? Why would God be so interested in increasing wealth in significant ways this year? Well, it's simple. Number one, he wants you to live blessed and in abundance. God wants you to live blessed, and he wants you to live in abundance. He absolutely does, okay? But number two is this. He needs his people to be wealthy. Why? Have we allowed for the world to be wealthier than the church? Think about that. Corporate America, you know, this and that. The biggest money-making, revenue, profitable, all that kind of stuff is, 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 is places outside of church. Places outside of even Christian-owned companies are the wealthiest why is that? Okay. Well, we've got to see a reversal of that thing. The churches should be funding everything else. Oh, no, the church, the church's money is for the church. The church should be funding everything. The city of Richland Hills should come to Church of the City and say, we have a project coming up. And we we're gonna we're gonna release this project, and we've got to have five million dollars. And Church of the City should say, "Well, here's half of it. Here's two point five million dollars. Depend on the taxpayers for the rest." You know, the the church should be able to fund everything that God wants to do. Instead, what has happened is that the church has to go to the world and raise money and have campaigns and do this and do that to bring in the resources into the church and the finances into the church. We have to go seek out millionaires, lawyers, doctors, CEOs, and all of that to invest into our churches to help our churches to flourish when it should be vice versa. That's what he's going to do in 2024. We're going to start seeing a reversal of this. We're going to start seeing people come to the church to say, what can I do for the church? Okay. And what can the church now do for everybody else in significant ways? Amen. So he wants us to live in a blessed, wants us to live blessed and in abundance, but he needs us to be wealthy. Hear me loud and clear. God is wanting to do in the earth today. What he is wanting to do in the earth right now, today, all right, will require his people to be living in supernatural abundance. Not paycheck to paycheck. Not, you know, whatever it may be. He needs, he desires, he wants us to live in supernatural abundance where we have everything that we need and some. There's an overflow attached to it. There's an abundance attached to it. Amen? And we are going to start seeing that. You're going to see your pay increase in 2024. Okay? And instead of just saying, oh, God, thank you. God, thank you. It's, oh, yeah, that's right. This is the significant year. God, I thank you for it, but that's exactly what you promised. And see, he needs us to be wealthy. He needs us to, for our pay to increase. Our bank account numbers are going to increase. All the areas of our finances, all the areas of our resources, there is a wealth increase that is coming our way. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, can God use the poor? Yes, he can. Yes, he will. He does. I'm not saying that you have to have an abundance of money for God to use you this year. That is not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand what I am saying, okay?
But what I am saying is that what God is wanting to do in the earth will require his people to have a wealth increase. Will require his people to be wealthier than we have been. Okay? Hallelujah. Remember, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Amen? And so the, the wealth is coming to us. Why? Because we're righteous. We're righteous people. And so the wealth is making its way to us. Amen? And, and the day has come when wicked kings, wicked governments, okay, wicked leaders, wicked people even, are going to lose what they've got. Watch it. Watch what happens this year. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying watch what God does this year. Some of the wealthiest people, government leaders, people, they're going to be in jail, in prison, and they're going to lose everything. Where is that money going to go? God's going to get it somehow back to his people. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Wicked kings and wicked people are going to be buried and put to death this year in 2024, and you will see how the righteous are going to benefit because God is going to reverse this thing. Come on, somebody say amen. And God's people are going to obtain it. Say, I'm going to obtain it. We're going to obtain it. Hallelujah. It's coming into our pockets. Mm. It's coming into the pocket of the church. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next week, we'll be all about that. All right. Number two, the second area that we're benefiting from this year, his significant year, is our health. Okay. One of the, man, everybody can attest to this. One of the biggest areas, if not the area that we get attacked the most, is in our health. Am I I saying the truth? It's so true. Because the enemy doesn't want God's people to prosper in the area of their body. He wants us sick. He wants us miserable. (laughs) You know, whatever, you name it. Okay? Now... The devil is already a defeated foe. Amen. Amen. He's under our feet. Okay. We got to live like that. We got to live like he's really under our feet. And if you don't believe for a second that God wants you to be well and whole, let me tell you, you are in the wrong church. <laughs> you are a part of the wrong religion. <laughs> okay. God wants you well, and he wants you whole, okay, in every way, from the top of your head, right, to the soles of your feet. I am well, and I am whole, okay? You got to declare that. You got to declare that over yourself, because that's the way that you're going to get attacked, is your body. So you got to declare exactly who Christ has made you to be. And if this is your significant year of health, you got to wake up every morning saying, I am walking in significant health today. Today. And guess what? I'm going to walk in it tomorrow too, but I'm focusing on today. Today's got its own problems, but today I'm walking in significant health. Okay? Significant health. Hear me. What, what Christ did on the cross was a finished work. It was a finished. It was a complete work. He finished and he paid for your sins, but he also finished and paid for your health. Why do we know that? Because he bore your sickness. Okay? So it was a finished work so that you can be healthy. Healthy. All right? Your body is a testimony of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Your body is a testimony in and of itself of the finished work of the cross. Why? Because he bore, he bore it. He took it on for you. Amen? He bore that so that you can walk in whole health, whole healing. Okay? Now, y'all know I don't get sick. Don't get sick. Not that I'm better. Understand, 
When the symptom comes, I rebuke it immediately. I'm not. I'm healthy. I'm whole. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I don't have to accept this. So the word of the Lord comes. My bank account card, you know, gets hacked or whatever. Then all of a sudden, all right, all of a sudden I start feeling miserable. And I start feeling some kind of way. And I get, it was a, it was a Monday. It was the Monday after the, the, the church Christmas party night, okay? I wake up Monday, and I am messed up, okay? I am messed up. I started feeling some kind of way at the Christmas party, and I was kind of feeling a little odd. Monday morning, I'm messed up. I am miserable all day Monday, and what is happening is my stomach is in pain. I'm dealing with that, okay, and I'm experiencing different kind of things when it comes to my stomach. But what happened was is that the the enemy attacked in the area of my heart, okay? I had chest pains in my whole left arm was in pain, and it was like numb and weak. I couldn't even lift my arm. So, you know, and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, come on. <laughs> I, you know, I, this never happens, I, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, right? Come late Monday afternoon, I told Melissa, something actually is wrong. And so she takes me to the emergency room, okay? Now, I go, they do this, they do that, they give me different kind of medicines, they give me something, you know, for my, my heart, they give me something for my stomach, all these things, they give me plenty of fluids, all this stuff, I'm laying there, and laying there, and laying there, Melissa had to, stay, had to be home with the kids, so I'm there by myself, which was fine, and, you know, few, you know, we're just, I'm just thinking, okay, what the heck is this, <laughs> you know? Why, why is this happening? And, you know, why is this taking place, right? Well, obviously, it was an attack, okay? And I knew that. So, but between the time of they did all of these tests, all of this blood work, all of this stuff, sonogram, you know, all these things, okay? I said, Lord, something's got to happen here, okay? I'm not going to at 30-something years old, going to have issues like this. And I'm not going to find myself sitting in a hospital bed like this with some kind of problem. This ain't right, this ain't me, and this is not who you create, right? And I'm laying there, and, and I start feeling better, and start feeling better, and start feeling better. The doctor comes in, okay? The doctor comes in, and she starts going through the list of all of the tests. This one's normal. This one's normal. This one's perfect. This is great. Everything was perfect. He said, you can go home. I went home, and I was fine. But it was crazy. It's like, why would this happen? Because this is the year of significant health. <laughs> okay. So I receive the word from the Lord, and then the enemy wants to come and take my money out of my bank account. He attacks the wealth. And then he wants to come and, and mess up my body and get my heart out of rhythm and all this. Okay, now he wants to come and take my health. The very two things that the Lord spoke that we would walk in this year in significant ways, the enemy attacked. So then I knew for dang sure what we have said is exactly what God's going to do. And I haven't had one issue since. And guess what? I won't. Okay? It was, it was kind of like the enemy kind of tried to come in and step into a territory that he had no access to, that he did not belong in. Okay? Now, we, so what that did, though, for, for us is it showed us even all the more that we have got to get our bodies in order. I cannot be overweight. I cannot be miserable in the area of my body. If I'm going to last and if I'm going to live long, 
The Bible says that He'll give us long life. Yes, He will. But He'll give it to us if we take care of ourselves. You can say, I'm a child of God. I'm going to live for a long time. I'm going to live till I'm 120. Say that all you want. Eat the way that you want. Just destroy your body. And guess what? You will not see that day. So this got a hold of me and really got my attention. We already were on this journey of better health. Melissa and I made the decision. We have got to do something to turn around our health, right? We said, we have got to do something. And we made the decision, and we went forward, and we've been living this thing. When this attack came over my body, it was all the more of a reason for me to see, I have got to get my health in order. And I'm going to tell you this, church, I am not a doctor. I am not a, a, a whatever, nutritionist or you know, whatever, okay? I'm not turning into a bodybuilder overnight. I'm not, go, I'm not going and doing crazy things. You're not going to see me on a magazine in a Speedo going like this, all right? I'm not doing all of that. But what I am saying is that my figure is going to look different, okay? I, this probably is the last time I'll ever wear this because it's already a, a sheet on me today when it was tight on me a few months ago, okay? Now, I'm not saying that to say, look at me. I'm saying that because this right here is huge. It's crucial for us. We had to take stuff out of our house that we're so used to eating and consuming. No more. We had to make a lot of decisions. Why? Because as believers, we have got to be able to keep up. Church people can't keep up. <laughs> we have got to keep up with the times. We have, got to keep, we have got to be healthy so that God can use us in the ways that he needs to use us. But it's going to require us to make some decisions to change some lifestyles, some eating habits, some things that we do that we probably shouldn't do. Did you know, and I'll get into this in two weeks, your body is a temple. It's a sanctuary. God chooses to come and dwell in you just like he comes into this physical building of this church. It's the same thing. And yet we treat our bodies like garbage, but we'll come to church and we'll pick up the trash. And we say, this is God's house. It has to be taken care of. No, no, no. This is God's house, but so is this. And we have got to take care of it. i got to be able to keep up with my kids. When my kids are in high school... I, I got to be in shape. I got to be in better shape than them. I have to. I have to, or else I'm getting run over. You know how my kids are now? Okay. Imagine them in 10 years from now. If I'm not ready, if I'm not prepared, woo-wee, I'm in for it. Okay? So what do I have to do? I have to get, I have to get healthy. All right? We've got to get our, order, our bodies back in order. What does that look like? we got to eat right. we got to get physically fit. I'm not saying you got to change your diet today and you got to start going to the gym tomorrow. That is not what I am saying because some of you, actually all of you, wouldn't even do it, okay? Myself included. Myself included. I'm, being, I'm, just, I'm just saying, okay? Uh, oh, yeah, totally. That's why you laughed the first time. Um, but... We, we have got to eat right. <laughs> We've got to eat right, and we got to be physically fit. I'm going to take a whole entire Sunday on that because this is how important it is for us, okay? You know, when Jesus, think about this, and, and please don't, you know, email me on this later or text me. Don't do that. You, I'm not talking about you, okay? I'm not talking about the people in this room or the people listening to this. When Jesus picked his disciples, he did not pick fat, lazy people. He picked hardworking men who were out in the fields, who were out in the places doing physical manual, physical work. I can guarantee you they were fit. They may not necessarily have been entirely healthy, but they were fit. Why? Because Jesus knew you got to be able to keep up with me, guys. And he is saying to us in 2024, you got to be able to keep up with me. I'm moving quick. I'm moving fast. My glory is coming upon the earth unlike ever before. I need you to keep the pace. So what do we got to do? Whatever it is we got to do. We got to get in shape. Okay? And 
here's the thing. This is what's beautiful about it. We're all going to do it together. Right? Amen. We're all going to do it together. So it makes it easy where we're not doing it by ourselves. We're doing it all together. Okay? So if, if, uh, if Donna or Terry, you know, or, or, or Freddie or someone says, okay, Pastor, we need, we need some help of finding some recipes or we need, you know, we need some encouragement, then guess what? We, get, we, all, do it, we all do it together. Okay? We have been discovering some great food lately, and it's healthy, okay? And it tastes like it's not healthy, but it's healthy, okay? We, we're discovering these things, and the Lord is, is going to reveal things to us, and he's going to help us, and we're all going to do it together. We're all going to get fit together. We're all going to get in shape, okay? I'm not saying we're going to turn into some skin and bones church, okay? That's not what I'm saying, all right? There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of, of love and happiness on your body, all right? There ain't nothing wrong with that. We've all got it. I've got it, all right? It's specifically in this area, but I've got it, okay? We all do, all right? Uh, well, not Grandpa, but we all do, all right? He is the healthiest 80-something-year-old man you will ever meet in your life, all right? Anyways, we all, we all have something that we can do, right? And if we examine ourselves, we will find that to be true, all right? Um, we've got to be able to keep up with the ministry work, okay? We've got to be able to go at a high, fast, quick pace when the Lord calls us to do it, okay? So I'll ask you this. Right now, in your current state, in your current, in your current situation, the way that you are right now, can you keep up? And if the answer is no, then you've got to do something about it, Okay? If I say, can you keep up with the rest of your family? And the answer is no, then you got to do something about it, okay? But can you keep up with Jesus? Can you keep up with Jesus? Now, he's not going to leave you behind. We know that. He's too good in that way. But he would certainly love if we could keep up with him, right? Well, pastor, that's not biblical. There's nothing in the Bible about any of this. It has nothing to do with it. Really? Yeah, it is, okay? And, I, and we'll get into it later, but God wants his people to be healthy, all right? Hallelujah. And the third thing, the last thing, and we'll conclude with this this morning, is the glory part, all right? Now, this is the part that you should, you know, when I said glory, you should stand to your feet and hallelujah, you know? I mean, this is the part that really gets you, you know, excited, all right? Now, it's exciting when wealth is coming your way. When I tell you, you got to get in shape, that's not very exciting, okay? But when, when you hear the word glory, you should say, hallelujah, you know, okay? Because glory is more glory. There's nothing wrong with more glory. We need more glory, okay? In, Acts, in Exodus chapter 16, verse 7, all right, we read it. It said, in the morning, you will see the Lord's glory, okay? That is what's said to the Israelites. In the morning, you will see the Lord's glory, okay? I want to tell you, the page has turned. We're in a new year. And he says, in 2024, you will see my glory. Come on, somebody say amen. And, and I don't know about you, church, but I am ready for more of God's glory in his house. We, we have got to be ready for more of the glory of God, okay? We, we've got to have that, okay? When, when the glory shows up, hearts begin to change, Okay? When the glory shows up, darkness flees. When the glory shows up, dead things come to life again. Hallelujah. When, when the glory shows up, anything is possible. There is so much power in the glory. And you know, the glory is like the oil of heaven. When it begins to flow, it can't be stopped. Woo! When the glory begins to flow... It cannot be stopped. Hallelujah. We ran into Pastor David and Sarah and Branson uh, last week and or week before, and uh, we spent some time with them. And Sarah says, she says, you know, Pastor Austin, what I was just telling my friends about the other day, we're back in the days at the, at the Glory Church and the, when I was serving in the youth ministry and we had some powerful services and people would walk into, some of y'all remember, people would walk into the door of the sanctuary or into the door of the building and they would fall out as soon as they walked in through the door. 
There'd be a, <laughs> you'd have to walk around bodies to get into the, into the sanctuary, okay? And that's the way it was. There was so much glory. People were being healed. People were being set free. We were seeing salvation. We were seeing demons manifest and, being, and people being set free, demons loosening people for the first time. We were seeing all kinds of stuff take place. And, and Sarah's sitting there, and she's talking about it. She's like, I always tell everybody about this because it was so good. And you know what that made me? like? Just It, it just clicked all the more. That was so good, but we can still have it today. And what, what God has done in former days, he wants to do again, but he wants to do it on a greater measure. Hallelujah. A deeper level. Hallelujah. And we're going to start experiencing that in our churches again. We're going to start experiencing that when we see the glory of God show up unlike anything we've seen before. Mark my words. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is why we have come to the place as a church where we're not interested in all the bells and whistles anymore. The only thing we're interested in is the presence and the anointing and the glory of God. Patrick walks in this morning. I said, Patrick, doesn't this look good? And he said, he said to me, Pastor Austin, the only thing that matters to me is that the anointing is here. It don't matter how this looks. We could have none of it. And if the anointing's here, I'm happy. And you know what? That's the way we all have to be. If the anointing of God is here, if the presence of the Lord is in this place, and if the glory of God is showing up, that is all that we need right there. And that is the kind of church that we are. That's the kind of church that we will continue to be. Amen. We repent. We already have repented for the former days when we have allowed that to slip out from our hands. But we're back into that place again, church. And we're going to stay there, and we're going to remain there. And we will see the glory of God shine forth in this place unlike we have ever seen before. The wealth and the health, that's all great. Praise God for it. But you know what? That is in no comparison to the glory of God. I would rather have the glory of God than be in the best shape of my life. Right? I would rather have the glory of God than have all the money and all the wealth and all the resources in the world. And we have got to get to the place, church, where we are so hungry for the glory of God. Where if we say, oh, another fast? Praise God, let's do it again. The 21 days is over? You want to do it again another 21 days? Let's do it. Why? Because we want more of the glory of God. That is the way that we have got to be. We have got to be so hungry. I'm telling you, church, it's now or never.